friends welcome to thinker views podcasts where we share our book reviews with you in the last two episodes we have started exploring robert galbraith's cormoran strike detective series books and today it is time to talk about book number 3 career of evil in the old world of literature most stories were written as complete standalone stories that is the characters were formed fully and the story had definite beginnings and ends but the golden era of detective fiction that marked the early 19th century changed this perception take the famous detectives like sherlock holmes hercule poirot lord peter wimsey the list can be pretty much endless they lived on from one story to another and even after the original creators died the characters survived through endless number of other authors playwrights tv writers and cinema directors it is a small wonder then that all popular authors of the day also have created their main characters that go on with one adventure after another for example lee child's jack reacher Richard Castle's Nicky Heat and Derek Storm, Stieg Larsson's Mikael Blomqvist and Lisbeth Salander, or the adventure heroes like Jason Bourne of the Robert Ludlum books or Jack Ryan. Every author has a fan following and well-defined audience with opportunity to keep building up the characteristics of their characters on the past, present or future with each new book. So we were only too happy when J.K. Rowling brought her phenomenal storytelling abilities to the genre and gave us Cormoran Strike and Robin Ellacott. Like the Harry Potter series, the first book, The Cuckoo's Calling, was a lovely, fast-paced intro with hints of past of the main characters but not many details the silkworm was a remarkable few paces higher on the gory details but it is the third installment that takes the pitch of the story even higher in the world of grotesque but it is also remarkable for the fact that it tells us much more about the past of the two main characters The paperback copy of this third installment in the series also follows the theme of the previous two cover pages. Done in colors of magenta and yellow, we see the detective walking in a dark alley towards a lamppost and towards light. Looking at the storyline now, on one uncommonly ordinary London morning, When Robin's main worries are related mainly to the fast approaching wedding with Matthew, she receives a courier and nothing will be the same afterwards. The package contains a woman's severed leg, all complete with a card and lyrics from an intelligentsia heavy metal band called Blue Oyster Cult. Now If any normal person was sent such a gift and the police asked do you know of anyone who could send you something like this the answer at best would be bewilderment but not strike 
he can think of at least four persons who could do this. Yep, that's right. And so from this moment, the hunt is on. So while the present dilemma of the mutual attraction between Strike and Robin continues, he also finally starts telling her about his past. Not all of it, but stories, a few bits at a time, when forced to do so. The first suspect comes from Strike's own dysfunctional family, his sadistic stepfather Jeff Whitaker, who was accused of killing his mother but was not convicted. Jeff Whitaker is personified evil as far as Strike is concerned. The second suspect is Donald Lang, a vicious sociopath who was sent to jail on Strike's evidence for brutally assaulting his wife. The third suspect is Noel Brokebank, a pedophile with a horrible track record of assaulting young girls, but who managed to escape the judicial sentence. The fourth suspect is a gangster called Digger Melly, who was convicted after a private testimony by Strike and who in past has shown a penchant for cutting organs of his victims. The police focus on the gangster angle, so Strike and Robin have no choice but to track the other three suspects on their own, on top of their routine paying surveillance jobs. The business, however, dwindles down to zero thanks to the negative publicity and soon they are left with nothing but investigating the psychopath who is strategically wrecking their lives. The victim whose leg was cut and sent to Robin is eventually identified as a teenage girl called Kelsey, who was a pathological liar and a borderline acrotomophiliac, meaning people who are fascinated with amputees. The book is full of references to psychological disorders that involve a strange wish to become a handicapped person. While Robin is quite successful at tracing back a lot of details about Kelsey's life, the investigation leads them to one dead end after another in terms of all three other victims, until at long last they trace all three of these back to present-day London. Meanwhile, the personal lives of both Strike and Robin are far from peaceful. As Robin breaks up with her fiancé and Strike is finding his current girlfriend more and more incompatible. During a sad and drunken aftermath after the breakup, Robin finally tells Strike about the evening when she became victim of a serial rapist who strangled her afterwards and left her for dead. She survived and the perpetrator was convicted based on her testimony. But events like this never really stop hurting, and the incident left her scarred nevertheless. The fact that she is being systematically stalked by a serial killer who operates on an extremely dangerous psychopathic level doesn't help the situation as Strike wants Robin off the streets and safe. Robin sees this as a betrayal by Strike of all the hard work and commitment she has put into the job 
and one thing after another leads to a very strained professional relationship between them. So it appears like everything is going as the killer planned. Strike's business is nearly dead, his personal life on the rocks, Robin continuously under the killer's watch and vulnerable, and his identity secret. Even after he attempts a few more murders and is now known as the Shacklewell Ripper with at least six crimes to his name. A career of evil, all right. So will Strike survive this very well-planned line of attack? Will he ever get one of his epiphanies that will solve the crime? Or will he end up losing everything that matters to him, including Robin? All these questions are to be found by reading the book. For the fans of the series, this book lives up to the same level of danger, suspense and adventurous cocktail that the previous two books provided. As mentioned earlier, the crimes are quite macabre and they are now targeted at Strike personally and brings up a lot of details of his childhood and growing up years on front which explains why he is the type of person that he has become now after years and years of struggle to fight back against the dysfunctional family he grew up in and finding a career for himself and solving the mysteries. The book is a good choice for thriller lovers who enjoy reading adventures of detectives Cormoran Strike and Robin Ellicott. It has also now been turned into a TV series drama by BBC which you can find to watch on variety of platforms. We enjoyed reading this book as part of our Cormoran Strike series reading and have continued to read the further episodes of the series since 2015 when this book was first published. Please let us know if you have read the Robert Galbraith Cormoran Strike series books and what do you like about them. If there are any other detective series books that you are enjoying and would like us to read and review here at Thinkerviews platform. And until the next time, thank you for listening.